Welcome to Grace in Public, preaching and teaching in the heartland and all around the world. Thank you for joining us today for the program, Proverbs 20, verse 5. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Listen carefully to this clip. It's really an amazing portion about building capacity in others. Well, as a man thinketh in his heart, so, so is he. Here's a rule, a rule of communication that all, all communication addresses capacity or ought to. Not all communication actually is addressing capacity. Most communication is legislating capacity. Like, uh, for instance, when you're told what the law is. They don't, give a, they don't give a flip about your capacity to obey the law. They're just letting you know this is what the law is. And you better develop a capacity to obey it immediately. So, capacity, capacity comes from three things. Capacity, capacity comes from um, experience, revelation, and investment. Experience, revelation, and investment. And it differs from potential. Potential is genetic. And it's a sovereign imposition. Meaning that God imposes your potential on you. Some people don't even want the potential they have. It's kind of like some young guy has artistic ability. And... um, he has artistic potential, and a discerning eye sees this young man drawing. Or maybe some lady's got this incredible potential for for music. And then mommy and daddy come, and they try to turn you into a musician or an artist. And the young person with all that potential wants no part of it. That's so a little different than capacity. The capacity, capacity functions within the realm of potential. And it, and it comes from experience, which could be hellish or just an accumulated conditioning of my soul produces in me capacity. That's good. Uh, not the hell part, but the fact <laughs> my collective experiences coupled together um, creates in me through conditioning uh, an amazing capacity. Um, then the second part is revelation. And um, different religious figures and philosophers and teachers around the world have had um, either an experience or a revelation. Something happened. And it doesn't necessarily mean that my capacity is good either. You know, I, I've... I've rubbed elbows with some uh, serious criminal types. Then sat down with them, you know. And then, in a matter of course of a conversation, I find out where they got the potential for this hideous capacity they have. If you go to a prison and you interview the prisoners, and you go, let's say you're interviewing murderers. I'm discussing murderers now. The, the most common thing that all murderers have in common is pornography. 
a voracious appetite for pornography. That is the common denominator. So, this kid, that uh, this little seven-year-old boy, this guy that I talked to recently, was he has a particular amount of hostility built up inside him, and he lashes out against authority. And you see that his capacity, and luckily he's not a murderer, because <laughs> he, he has an excuse to be a murderer because of his capacity. Now, when I talked to him, having, done, having had 11 semesters of psychology, I'm hearing this story from me, and it put him in a certain light with me, and I think capacity, that when I talk to him, I have to have an agenda behind what I say to him in order that I can help him as a friend. And that my communication is going to address that capacity, not directly, because then I don't know if that, that capacity is willing, willing to be dealt with. So there is also this cloaking, this, uh, and it's called an oblique approach in, in communication. That my approach to you does not go right at you on a linear way, but it's oblique. It's oblique. And um, God is oblique with us. He knows, he knows that I have, I have capacity from experience. I have capacity from revelation, which I'm accountable for. And then I have capacity from going through hell on earth. Now, the cool thing about having experience or going through a lot of hell is, uh, I have this latent capaci capacity that's built into me now. So we have, whether it's compassion or love or evil or all these subjects, where we have experience, we have capacity. Or we can also get capacity from revelation. That I have a moment and I suddenly, something is uncovered. You know, it's like when the scientist is at the desk and he jumps back and says, Eureka! <laughs> Suddenly it hits him, you know. He's, you know, he's he's an inventor and he has a, a, a moment. You know, I just think of uh, you know Isaac Newton or someone like that. Suddenly he steps away from his microscope and it hits him. What the heck's going on out there? It's a moment of revelation. Now he has a capacity and he starts exploring that capacity. Evil would come and exploit that capacity, but he can explore that capacity under divine guidance. And it might be part of his destiny, and that's another subject. And then, the other way to get capacity, maybe I'm as dumb as a nail, but I need investment. You know, uh, I was on a job the other day, and a kid had 60-something points on his license. When he was really young, they got him into racing. Some redneck town out in the middle of nowhere in Virginia. And he, and he got off the track. They made him a junior driver with a race license as young as you could be. But on Friday and Saturday night, guess where he was? He was out on public streets. And he was driving like a bat out of hell. A turbocharged car. He's roaring around. And the police can't catch him. And all, you know, the smoking and the bandit mentality. And he has no conscience. To him, doing 130, 140 miles an hour on the beltway is cool and it's funny. So, he has what's called a reprobate conscience. 
his capacity, he has what's called a diminished capacity. He needs investment. The guy, it has to be shown to him carefully and in a sneaky way. Can you come at him in a linear way to address that? You can't because his capacity is all screwed up. You've got to come at him in a way that's what? Oblique. Oblique. And all of these ideas about capacity, God knows them all. Sometimes He says, I'm out of season. And that means He's coming right at you. He doesn't care. God doesn't care if you have the potential. Because He's like a parent that looks at your life, sees imminent danger, does not give a flip about your capacity. He's coming right at you. He's got a hammer in one hand and a strap in the other. And He's just letting you know because He's afraid for you. He doesn't want you, you know, in a fiery wreck. And He's going to come in and He's going to tell you. And you say, how come I have to do that? Because I said so and I'm God. That's it. (laughs) But most of the time, He's not dealing with us like that. You know, the Jews in the Old Testament got a lot of that because of earthquakes, volcanoes, Egyptians rolling in with the chariots. He just would come at them straight. Now, for us on a personal level, God's coming at us. And He is so sneaky about the way He gives us revelation and the way that He invests in us and and invest in us, and the way he manipulates the space around us to give us experience, and then that capacity becomes who we are, because as a man thinks inside, that's who he is. If you don't talk to the the capacity I have, then you're not even talking to me. Someone says I'm a great judge of character. If you're not a great judge of capacity, then you don't know squat. You take some whacked out teenage person. They're crazy because no one's invested in them. Right? And they lack capacity. They don't have the experience. They don't have genetic potential maybe. And they're just a radish in a garden. (laughs) They need investment. Because when someone lacks the potential, the experience and all that, their, their, their capacity is directly in proportion to the amount of investment they've received from someone who knows. And that will characterize who they are. And if no one's ever done that, then they are a, certainly a person with a diminished capacity who, who are going to operate in um, deficit motivation. That's the word. Thank you for tuning in. If you can, don't forget to send a tax-deductible gift to us. Your generous donation made to our program promotes this broadcast and ones like it going out on the Internet and broadcast on local stations throughout the United States. So please prayerfully consider what you can give. Find out how to give your donation at www.graceandpublic.com. Great wisdom there. Those early morning doctrinal times with Pastor Vieter. Some great principles and really that oblique approach versus that linear, direct, full frontal approach. Understanding how capacity is built in ourselves and in other people is so vital. There are people who have great potential, but that potential may never really be realized or only partially realized. Maybe in American society it's very important. These things are talked about a lot, realizing your potential. 
but creating a capacity that's amazing that in, that is something that God does with us that is part of discipleship that is part of being becoming a wise person and as a, a mature spiritual person who has understanding and that's what we all desire is that we would grow in that and that we would enable others and the people around us the people that we have influence with that we would facilitate that in their lives as well so when we understand that experience revelation or we could use another word maybe illumination revelation being the a scripture that was given by revelation then that scripture is illuminated to us and then investment Jeremiah 2:19 Thy own wickedness shall correct thee and thy backslidings shall reprove thee know therefore and see that it is an evil thing and bitter that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God hmm. wow what a statement to have said to you by God himself which he's speaking to the nation of Israel here in Jeremiah but we're reproved by our own backslidings <laughs> isn't it true we learn the hard way sometimes but those backslidings that that reproof is effectual and that we learn not to stray and god is gracious he he functions towards us in grace those things that have happened in our life that experience god uses it in his plan and of course we don't desire to go out of our way to learn the hard way we'd rather not we'd rather that cast ourselves on the rock versus the rock rolling over us and crushing us it's easier to be broken that way through voluntarily being being broken entering into brokenness and being teachable first timothy 4 starting in verse 6 if thou shalt put the brethren in remembrance of these things thou shalt be a good minister nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine whereunto thou hast attained but refuse profane and old wives fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness more experience we function and this is really amazing that when we continue in the word in Isaiah 28:10 for precept must be upon precept line upon line here a little there a little and that word of god being illuminated to us and it happens over time really we hear but then we hear again and then we hear more and then god takes that logos that word the meaning of that word and he reveals it to us and yet also there's this rima that comes from god where the spirit of god makes the word of god alive and he makes connections from one scripture to another and we see and haven't we seen that in a flow with god where god where we hear a verse but it makes us think of these other verses and they're connected together and those connections being formed in our mind really in our soul when we have a quickened spirit construct this beautiful tapestry of understanding that illumination over time in Hebrews 5:13 for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness for he is a babe but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age even those who by reason of use have 
their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. They're paying attention because of what they heard, and they have experience. And that experience is amazing. Discernment is developed. There are people who have a gift of discernment, and it's given to them, it seems, that and it's some, something that has to do with their portion in Jesus Christ. And we know those people, we've met those people, those are great people to be around and to get counsel from those who have a gift of discernment. But everyone can have discernment. Every believer ha- can have discernment. That discernment comes by being exercised in the word of God, in the word of righteousness. Proverbs 4 starting in verse 11. I have taught thee the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened, and when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Oh, great words there in Proverbs, talking about a father teaching his son, but also talking about that investment, the power of investment in a person's life. In 1 Samuel, David invested. He invested in his men, and we see that. If we read that book, and that's a great book, to really look at his interactions with his men. And here, in 1 Samuel 26, he's taking his men with him to go deal with Saul. And Saul is a difficult person. He's made himself his enemy, and yet he's a powerful enemy. He's the king of Israel. And yet he's strange in his mind. He's mentally unstable. But David is going to use this as a teaching exercise with for his men. Then answered David and said unto Abimelech, the Hittite, and unto Abishai, the son of Zeruah, brother to Joab, saying, Who will go down with me to Saul, to the camp? And Abishai said, I will go down with thee. So David and Abishai came to the people by night and 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 behold, Saul lay sleeping within the trench, and his spear stuck in the ground at his bolster. Oh, you know, this is great. And of course, we read this passage and we say, and and he was counseled by the men, "You you should kill him, this is your opportunity. But David teaches them, and in it hit, and is it fully a teaching opportunity? Does, does David totally see it this way? Does he know what he's going to do before he gets there? He doesn't. He's being led by the Spirit of God. And yet he's going together with those that have been put under his authority. And as he's being led, he's going to function in his integrity. And he's going to be led by the Spirit of God. And he's going to grow. And the people that are with him are going to grow. They take the spear and they take some of the possessions of Saul and and then he goes and he makes the announcement where Saul can hear him and it's clear that Saul was within his power and Saul relents at that time from chasing David and the men that are with him grow. They not only grow from the investment and the experience but they see integrity in action and because they see integrity in action they receive it and they make decisions about how they're going to be and who they are, and they hear from God. And these men became extremely loyal to David over time. And because David showed that his loyalties were to God, and he was a man to be followed. So 
the people that are around us. We may not have this direct, full frontal approach with them. But we want to learn that oblique approach. We want to learn that approach where how to communicate to people. We want to be students of people. We want to be students of our wives if we're married. We want to be students of our children if we're parents. We want to look at the people around us, observe them, not know them after the flesh, but instead in prayer, learn the trends and see the capacities that are there or that are lacking so that our words can be crafted. God can give us silver tongues, the words that are spoken from our mouth and the investment we make in people would be effectual. It would really be that heaven was investing in people through us. We'd love to hear from you, so please go to our website and contact us. The web address is www.graceinpublic.com To all you who are out there listening, and this is the part of our program where we, we talk about salvation through Jesus Christ. How important it is Have you been listening? Have you been hearing what was spoken about in this program? If you've heard other programs in the past, do you hear, do you understand that to believe in Jesus Christ is necessary for your life? For your life. And you may feel that you don't have, you haven't had a capacity. You haven't been at a place where you were willing to do that. Will you do that today? Will you Ask Christ to come into your life. Will you believe that he is the way? He is the door. No one comes unto the Father except by him. And he died on a cross 2,000 years ago, was buried and rose from the grave and sits at the right hand of his Father in heaven on high. But his eyes, his thoughts, his attention is upon you. Will you meet him? Will you receive him? Will you receive that free gift of salvation? He will give you beauty for ashes if you'll only believe. Pray a prayer, something like this, or repeat after me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Save me. Save me. Feel like I've heard something. I've heard something. And I want to respond. I want to make a decision now. I want to take action on what I've heard. And I want to receive that gift that you're offering to me to come into my life to save me to take me to heaven when I die and to be with me and teach me all the days of my life and I pray you would come now in my life I believe in you and I'm asking come into my life in Jesus name I pray Amen